Welcome to the Honest Holistic Truth, a health and wellness podcast with Stacy and Autumn. With us, you will get the honest, unapologetic truth about diet, exercise, lifestyle choices, sustainability, supplementation, family, holistic health, and more. We don't pull any punches, so if you are ready for the ride, warm up your herbal tea, grab your favorite seat, and get ready to take notes because we are jumping into it. As always, recommendations given on this podcast are at the client's sole discretion and risk. You should see a qualified licensed doctor before beginning any diet, nutritional, or supplement program. Information presented on this podcast is for educational purposes and is not an attempt to prescribe or practice medicine. Statements and information on this podcast have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. No product offerings or services are intended to treat, diagnose, cure, or prevent any disease. Consult with a competent medical professional when making health decisions. Educate yourself about all health-related actions and choices you make. Welcome to Season 1, Episode 2 of the Honest Holistic Truth Podcast. Today, we are going to go over uh, nine key things that we believe are crucial in starting your journey to a healthier lifestyle. Some of these might be uh, pretty obvious, um, but again, we do think they are crucial for obtaining a healthier lifestyle. So we're going to get right into it with the first one, which is stop eating fast food. And I am going to turn that over to Autumn to start with uh, her thoughts on that one. Yeah, so obviously this one is pretty easy like it's as far as no brainer right no, don't eat any fast food um but with how things are today your family's constantly on the run you're not at home as much as you want to be it's easier to go through the McDonald's drive-thru and grab your family happy meals and quarter pounders than go home and and cook a meal but super super important especially in the United States with all the crap that they're putting in our food um ingredients alone are enough to make you cringe, right? Yeah, that's such an interesting thing. I know we had a discussion about this last week where mm -hmm. if you go to the exact same uh fast food restaurants in a different country, like say Europe, you yep. are going to order the same fries, but the ingredients are so much healthier and so uh, simplified compared to what we have here in the U S which is really, really sad. Um, but it also, um, definitely makes that light bulb go on and go, Oh, that's why we're one of the fattest countries in the world. And, and one of the sickest. Yeah. Yes. Cause you know, McDonald's for instance, they will have certain products that they make a certain way for the U S but then they turn around and they make products in a different facility that they ship over to Europe to, you know, to, uh, supply to people over there. Why can't they just make all of it healthier? You ask because big pharma, big pharma owns everything. They want to make people sick so that they get paid for the drugs that they have come out with for various diseases. Um, so yeah, avoid fast food. <laughs> yeah. Avoid and, and you totally hit it too. Like with people being so busy, that's where those like make ahead freezer meals come in. 
Um, you know, having things in your freezer that you can just pull out and pop right in the oven, um, get, get that crock pot out, use that thing. I love my crock pot on days whenever I know I'm not going to have time to make meals and have, um, keep a pantry where you have things on hand for two or three, like really simple family favorite meals that you can whip up in 10 or 15 minutes. Um, First of all, you're going to feel better after eating them. Your family's probably going to like them better than the fast food. And then you're not going to get all of the junk in that food that you would with fast food. And if you absolutely have to, because we all know, especially if you have children, having a kid in the back seat, whenever you still have an hour before you get home, I'm hungry. When are we going to be there? That's the last thing you want at the end of the day. Just try to make healthier choices if you do have to resort to fast food. And if you do have smaller kids, try to keep healthy snacks on hand. Keep healthy grab-and-go bags in the refrigerator where if you know you're going to be out of the house for two hours and your kid's going to start screaming, you know, mom, McDonald's is right there. I want a Happy Meal, whatever. You have stuff on hand that you can give them to make it until you get home to feed them. Yes, I love like the... Um, junkless granola bars. Like they're uh-huh. not as good as the ones that I make at home, but they're prepackaged and I know they're not going to go bad. So I love to grab some of those and throw them in my purse whenever we're headed out the door if I know we're going to be gone for a while. Um, because yeah, one or two of those and it'll at least tide them over until you get home. Um, but yeah, like I said, just if you absolutely have to make healthier choices. I know Chipotle is one of the like quote unquote, fast food restaurants that we both agree on, um, Mm -hmm. as far as finding some healthier options and stuff. And, and if you're not faced with a healthier option, as far as the fast food restaurant, then just try to make better choices off the menu, um, and do the best you can, but you're going to make a mistake. You're going to be in a bind sometimes and it's totally okay for, for most people. It's okay for me. It's not. So I have to be a little bit more prepared, but for the general population, I'd say, yeah, it's fine yourself up every Friday is not fast food Friday we're not no. that. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. Right away. laughs> yeah. exactly all right so uh we're gonna move on to number two which is stop using tobacco products <laughs> so I used to chew tobacco I smoke cigarettes I Stay- smoked too <laughs> Exactly. Um, This is pretty obvious one. There's enough studies out nowadays, you know, that we know what what smoking and chewing, what that does to your health, what what happened down the road with that. Um, Just avoid it if you can. There's there's stop smoking alternatives out there. Nicotine lozenges, patches, gums. I think they have hypnotism now that you can do if you need help with cessation. yeah, just obviously this is a pretty clear cut, clear cut thing. Don't don't use tobacco products if you can. Alcohol, I would I would put alcohol in line with tobacco as well. Yes, yes. Well, and and uh, like you said, there are medications and stuff. Which yes, that's a chemical. Yes, it's a drug. But in the long run, um, you know, taking uh, bupropion or Chantix or something like that for a short term to get you to stop smoking is mm-hmm. by far the lesser of the two evils. Um, and if you don't want to do the drugs, if you're like, oh, I don't want to do those drugs, because like Chantex can cause some pretty severe side effects as far as dreams and things like that. Yes. If that's your thing, there's enough 
there's an, enough alternative therapies out there. There's acupuncture, there's hypnotism. Yes. There, there's different avenues that you can take. So check, check out all your options if that's what you're wanting. And you can always reach out to me and Stacy too, if, if you need help in that department. Yes. Yeah. I love the idea of acupuncture for sure for, um, and, and the biggest thing too, is like your mental hangups on it. You have to have a greater reason for stopping smoking or chewing or drinking than the reason for doing it. And you have to have that resolve before you even start the process. Otherwise no amount of drug, no amount of treatment is going to help. Exactly. Um, so yeah. And, and I am, I am guilty of, I will have a glass of wine every once in a while. I try to support local wineries and I try to know where those grapes and stuff come from. You can find um, uh, responsibly sourced um, wines and grapes and things like that. So just do your research. I am not willing to completely give that up. Um, so like I said, I do every once in a while, have a glass of wine, whatever, just make sure you avoid, if you are going to still occasionally drink, like I do just don't have five rum and Cokes, like, because it's not necessarily the rum. That's the biggest issue. It's the Coke that you're mixing in it. So just, just make healthier choices with those things. If you still do want to, um, you know, have an adult beverage because there are some people that do like to do that every once in a while. So, um, you know, and there are healthier options for beers and things like that as well. Yeah. And you can always healthier options, go with the clear alcohols, go with, you know, vodka, for instance, um, go with the cleaner, cleaner alcohols if you can. Yes. Yes, for sure. So then number three is do buy organic but we want you to specifically focus on the dirty dozen. And if you are in our uh, Facebook group, I did a uh, post about this to, uh, yesterday. So um, we, and we've kind of had a lot of discussion about this uh, mm -hmm. as far as, as organic uh, and non-organic and what you should buy and what you shouldn't buy. So um, maybe share what your thoughts are on that, Autumn. Um, so initially in the beginning of my health journey, the economy wasn't what it is now. Um, so my grocery bill was half the cost it is currently. So I was buying everything organic in the beginning. Um, but I was also trying to reverse a, a chronic health condition. So that makes a big difference. Um, now I kind of pick and choose. I do, I do my shopping, um, more based on the dirty dozen things I try to keep organic are things like potatoes, leafy greens, my celery. Um, I juice celery every morning. I drink about 32 ounces of celery juice every morning. I try to, but not always. Um, I'm human. I'm not perfect. And, you know, paying 99 cents for a bunch of celery versus $2 right now. Um, sometimes you have to do that depending on what your budget is. So again, don't try to be perfect here. Just know that there are better alternatives for fruits and veggies that may have more pesticides and chemicals on them. Um, just go off the dirty dozen list, you know, uh, stay with, stay with the cleaner options there if that's all your budget allows. And if it doesn't, if all you can do is conventional, conventional veggies are better than McDonald's in my opinion. Absolutely. Do the best that you can. That's, that's kind of where I am with that. 
Yeah. So we're the same. Like I focus on uh, those dirty dozen fruits and vegetables as far as buying organically. Uh, definitely always my potatoes and celery because we love eating celery. Um, and then all my berries, I really try because my kids eat a ton of those. Like instead of fruit snacks, we eat real berries. So those, I try. Those are yeast and those are the less expensive organic products that you can buy. Berries are pretty, pretty comparable in price between conventional and organic, don't you think, Stace? Uh, yeah, for the most part. I mean, sometimes it kind of depends. Like, I think for me, it is a little bit bigger gap only just because I'm so rural. Um, yeah. And that, that's where that picking and chooses really comes in for me. Like, do I, do I really want it organic? Or if I can't get it in organic, do I want the health benefit of having it in general, even if it's conventional? Um, because because I just don't have it as ready, readily available as if I lived in a bigger area. So mm -hmm. yeah, absolutely. And, and, and some things it just doesn't really matter, but it depends on what you're doing with them. Like for instance, for the most part, I usually always buy organic or um, conventional bananas because it really doesn't matter. You're throwing the peel away, but um, there is some fertilizers, natural fertilizers and stuff that you can actually make out of dehydrated ground up banana. If I'm going to make one of those fertilizers, I'm going to buy organic bananas because I don't want to have that potential for chemicals or pesticides in my garden, which I try to do completely non-GMO organic and all heirloom seeds. So again, sometimes it just matters what you're doing with it as well. Um, <laughs> And, 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 and yeah, pick and choose. Like you said, don't be perfect. Just do the best you can. Yeah. And if, if you can only afford to buy conventional or you only want to, cause that's what you have arranged your budget for, that's fine. There's ways to get most of the pesticides and chemicals off of the conventional stuff. Um, so like if I buy conventional celery, we wash each stick of celery with a non-toxic soap and warm water. Um, we do that with all of our apples, oranges, bananas, um, celery. You can do a non-toxic dish soap to clean them in some warm water. You can do um, food-grade hydrogen peroxide and soak your fruits and veggies in the sink. Um, so there are ways to get a lot of those pesticides off of them. Just make sure you're cleaning them very, very well. Yeah, even ready-washed uh, versions, whether they're conventional or Always wash. Yes. Yeah. Always wash. We never eat any vegetables that are not washed. I mean, if, yeah. even if I bring them in from the garden, I'm going to wash them. Not to say that my kids aren't going to grab a strawberry off the vine outside and eat it, but <laughs> and that's fine. Th those are giving them elevated biotics that people these days aren't getting. So if it's from your own garden and you trust the source and you know, who's been out there touching the berries and things like that, totally fine. Let your kids go out and eat strawberries off the plant. They're getting elevated biotics that other people aren't. Yes. You know, anything you grow at home, totally fine. If you know you don't put chemicals and pesticides and things on it, don't do that with anything you get in the grocery store. Absolutely. I agree 100%. And I hope this year we can actually expand our garden. I It is, it is certainly a goal to grow the majority of what we um, intake as far as fruits and vegetables on our own little homestead that we have. So, and that's the golden standard. Like, honestly, anything you buy in the store, you don't know where it comes from. So even if you live in an apartment and you can only have like one little bucket with your little tomato plant, 
Absolutely do that. That's fantastic. That's one less thing you have to buy. Um, it's super cheap to, you know, buy seeds. So yeah. Um, you know, if, if you like that and you can do it and it brings you a lot of joy as well, um, to grow things and see that happen. So we're going to move on to number four, which is get moving. So this means just moving your body. It doesn't have to be intense or lengthy. Um, even housework counts, just get moving. Um, so Autumn, what are some of the things that you do, um, on a regular basis to move your body? Yeah. So, um, initially at the start of my journey, I was, I was pretty well couch and bed bound. I was, I was that sick. Um, initially I would go for short walks, even if it was only to my mailbox and back. Um, that's kind of how I started, uh, slowly over time, I was able to work, walk further and further. Um, rebounding is another great option. You can buy pretty cheap, um, little rebounder trampoline off Amazon. Um, and in the beginning, I know people who have been super, super sick where they just sit on the trampoline and bounce up and down. If that's all you can do, that's fine. You're doing something. Yoga is another exercise that people take for granted. It takes a lot of strength to, to do yoga, but just stretching your body, um, you know, doing yoga, you, you can get little foam rollers and roll your body out. Um, yeah, that's pretty much in the beginning of my journey. I did, I did, you know, small walks. I did rebounding. I did some yoga. I did rolling of my body, um, with little foam rollers. Just start, start where you can start where you're at and, and work your way up from there. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So I have a lot of joint issues because of, um, like viral involvement and stuff, which I know we are going to at some point do an episode on more of that. Um, but also too, because of a lot of injuries and things that I sustained from, um, playing sports and things as I was growing up. So I have really bad knees. I've shin splints. Um, and yeah, absolutely. 100% what Autumn said, walking is so underrated. Um, you know, actually running, like forcefully beating your legs and joints, like on pavement and stuff, really not that good for you. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and mixing it up too, because a lot of times people stop their exercise routine because they get bored. So find several things that you like to do and switch it up. I love yoga. And that's one thing that I involve my girls in. They love to do yoga. And sometimes if they're being like crazy, my yoga routine will consist of me getting my mat out and sitting there and maybe doing a couple poses and just deep breathing because I can't get them to cooperate. Like whatever you can do is, is what you can do. And they love like taking a walk to the mailbox or, and our mailbox is a ways away because it's at the post office, but yeah. So get, you know, and that that's the thing, get your spouse involved, get your kids involved, get your animals involved. Taking your dog for a walk is a perfect excuse for going out and, and doing something. But yeah, autumn actually, um, recommended a rebounder and I, I purchased one off Amazon. So we'll make sure that link is included in the notes. And, um, that's, that's a really low impact exercise that also helps you circulate the lymph in your body and help break up those toxins. So they're not just sitting there making you more sick or, or more susceptible to illness too. Yep. So, uh, then our point five is drink water. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's pretty clear that Everyone in the United States 
is chronically dehydrated. Nobody drinks, one, nobody drinks the amount of water that they should on a daily basis. And two, our water is just so dead yeah. compared to how it used to be. So one thing I like to do, I, I, I make my water living by putting, you know, lemon, lime, cucumbers, strawberries, putting any of those fruits and vegetables into your water, infusing it, it's going to bring life back to the water. It's adding minerals. It's adding vitamins. It's it's getting the hydration to go deeper into your cells in your body. You're going to be more hydrated on a cellular level by doing that. So that was that was kind of the first thing I started doing when I first got sick because I realized that chronic disease, um, a lot of people that end up with chronic disease are chronically dehydrated. Yeah. So start there, get hydrated, you know, figure out how many ounces of water your body needs on a daily basis and try to hit that number every day. Make it fun. Do it with coworkers, do it with friends, family members, hold each other accountable. Um, it's important. It really is. Yeah. And, and for me, and I think Autumn will probably agree. We don't embrace the traditional, everybody needs eight, eight ounces, glasses of water a day. Um, eight, eight ounces, glasses of water is 64 ounces total. That's only sufficient if you are 125 pounds. Exactly. (laughs) Yeah. You need to be drinking half of your body weight in ounces of water every day to be adequately hydrated and to be appropriately flushing, flushing out all the toxins that you come in contact with on a daily basis, even with the healthiest diet, you still need to be hitting that. So if you are, if you're a 200 pound person, you should be taking in a hundred ounces of water a day. That should be your goal. Now that's scary. If you're somebody that is like, does the co- water that I poured in my coffee this morning count? Like if you're that person, then don't start at a hundred ounces, <laughs> like start with 50 and then increase it by 10 ounces a week or whatever you need to do. Don't think that you need to jump right in because if you start out with an unrealistic goal, then you're not going to succeed. So start out where you need to, you know, and, and do the things that will help you. Like if you prefer to drink out of a straw, then get a straw preferably metal or silicone. Don't do plastic. Um, you know, get a reusable water jug. Don't buy, don't buy disposable water bottles. It, we don't <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's a cool cup. Want a cool cup that has the measurements on the side of it? Do yeah. that. It's going to motivate you. Yes, absolutely. And I love the idea of the infused water. Um, we do that a lot in the summertime around here too. Um, it's so fresh and crisp and um, just gives you a little bit different flavor, but in a healthy way, I know it's really tempting to buy the little like Mio's or things like that in the store. Those are so packed full of sugar and dyes and preservatives. No bad. Stay away from it. Yeah. You're not- better. Yeah. You're better off. I mean, if you want flavored water, go with fruit, put some fruit in your water. You would be surprised how much it flavors it. And another good way to stay hydrated Drink, drink some smoothies throughout the day. Drink some fruit juices. Um, those things hydrate you as well. So, and I know a lot of people end up chronically dehydrated in the winter because it's colder outside. You're not getting warm. You're not drinking as much water as you would in the summertime. So make sure in the wintertime you are reevaluating and checking in with yourself and seeing if you're drinking what you should be. And make your water cup as important as your cell phone. 
Like, you know, we, most of us don't, most of us don't go anywhere without our cell phone. Well, don't go anywhere without your water jug. <laughs> like just keep it with you all the time. Exactly. So number six, we're going to move on to make time to relax. Yeah. So I think this kind of ties in with mental health. Um, mental health is just as important as physical health. Um, relaxing ties into mental health, I think. Um, your body, you need rest and you need relaxation in order for your body to be in a rest and digest state so that it can heal. Even if you don't have anything wrong with you, if you don't have any chronic diseases, your body still has things it's healing and keeping at bay inside of you. So I know we live in a, a time frame where everybody's, you know, on the go, go, go constantly. Most people aren't prioritizing relaxation. You know, everybody has responsibilities. There's a lot going on. People are working overtime, yada, yada. But it is just as important to rest as it is to be productive. And schedule it. Like if you're one of those people that are so busy that you can't work it in, don't work it in. Schedule mm -hmm. it. Make sure that you know you have a set day and time, or even if it's got to be flexible, either way, when you sit down to look at your weekly schedule, make sure that you have that time to do something you enjoy. Make sure that you have not overbooked yourself to the point where you can't get adequate sleep and listen to your body. If your body is saying that you need to rest, do that because the alternative is it's going to create a situation where you don't have a choice and then you have to rest. Yep. Exactly. So, and I know we have talked about doing more um, podcast episodes and such about relaxation and mental health. So we do have that in the works and um, that that's a huge one for a lot of people. So I really look forward to doing that because I think more people need to know that it's okay to take those time periods for themselves as well. Mm hmm. So we're going to move on to number seven. And this is just this, this is going to be so brief because it's so specialized and, and individualized. But number seven is find a supplement regimen that works for you and your needs. Yeah. So, you know, clearly you can, you can buy all the supplements in the world um, off Amazon. You can go to Walmart. You can see how huge the supplement aisle is. Start with the basics, you know, a good vitamin B12, a good vitamin C, um, a good magnesium supplement. Most people are deficient in magnesium. Um, get get in my like neck of the woods vitamin D in Northeast Iowa. Yes. Most people are vitamin D deficient. <laughs> yes. You live in the Northern Hemisphere. You are probably suffering from a vitamin D deficiency. And if you do some research, vitamin D does a lot of things in our bodies, and it has a lot to do with our immune systems as well. It helps our immune systems out tremendously. So get a basic supplement regimen. If you're needing help, reach out to me and Stacy. We can help you decipher, you know, what, what would be good for you to get started on. Don't take 20 or 40 things at a time. Start with a few basic things that you know you'll stick to, you know you're okay taking, don't give you any kind of weird side effects. Because taking too many supplements, you can end up over detoxing your body, getting some digestive health issues, um, things like that. So yeah, just find something that works for you. Make sure it makes you feel good. You're not having any strange side effects from it and go from there. You can always build on it. Yeah. And I'd venture to say 
almost not, don't add more than one or two supplements at a time. Even if yeah. you have started your regimen and you feel like you're good, don't add a bunch of stuff. Like, because yeah, like Autumn said, like your body needs time to adjust, even if it's something that's really good for it. If you've been in a disease state or maybe not the healthiest, and then you go to a super healthy state, your body's going to go, whoa, what's going on? And you may not feel the best. Been there. <laughs> <laughs> been- <laughs> yes. Um. Yeah, just two or three supplements. And always remember it takes two to three months for your body to adjust to anything new that you do. So if you start eating healthier, if you start a supplement regimen, you're really not going to know how that affects you for two or three months down the road. So give it time. Don't give up on something when you just start it and say, this isn't doing anything for me. Give it some time, but only start like what, like Stacy said, two or three at a time. You can build after that. I only like to add a supplement in every month or so um, so I can check in with my body and see how it's affecting me. Yeah. Yeah. And, and also too, if you're eating better, if you improve your diet, you, there are some supplements that you won't necessarily always need too. So mm-hmm. you know, like you said, check in with your body. I personally love uh, getting a lot of my vitamins and minerals and stuff in with superfoods like, um, organic, uh, camu camu and, uh, moringa leaf powder. And I put those right in my smoothies. So, you know, get creative with it too. do what works best for you. Just so long as you know what you're putting in and know how it's affecting you before you add anything else. Exactly. And we will have a link in the notes, um, to some supplements that me and Stacy both agree on that are good quality, yeah. uh, a lot. Um, from Vimergy, but I know Stacy has some other sources where she gets hers from as well. Yes. Yes. And always research your supplements. Don't, um, don't just assume that because it's a supplement, it's healthy for you. Always look into them and where they're made, where they're coming from. Um, so number eight is, um, incorporate more fruits and veggies daily. Yes. This is pretty, another pretty obvious in your face one. Um, there's multiple ways you can do this. You know, in the morning, instead of just having plain oatmeal, throw in some berries. Um, if you're wanting to get away from bacon and eggs in the morning and you're wanting to incorporate more fruit, do a fruit and spinach smoothie. Add an extra veggie to your lunch and dinner. You know, there's different ways. You don't have to go all or nothing. There's ways that you can incorporate more of these things um, in, in what you're already doing with you know, your current meals. So just reevaluate some things, move some things around, add some fruits and veggies, you know, make it fun for your kids. Try new things that you guys have never eaten before. And oh, and if you have to, there's no shame in that. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, you know, make it fun. Have, has your, have your kids ever had fresh pineapple? Have they ever tried a fresh mango? Um, Make it fun. Do it. Do it with your family. Try new veggies. If there's something, you know, you guys don't like, just don't have it anymore. But but try it and see. And yeah, and I think that's a really important what you said too about kids. Like I tell I tell my toddler that broccoli's baby trees and she thinks she's eating baby trees, that she's like <laughs> a baby giant. Okay. It's the weirdest, cheesiest thing ever, but you can bet she eats her broccoli. <laughs> yes. Yeah. 
Raw it broccoli, works. cooked broccoli, it doesn't matter. She's going to eat it because she is a baby giant and she likes to eat her baby trees. So yeah, it's, <laughs> I mean, whatever you need to do, cut them in cool shapes or, you know, whatever, like it, get creative with it. But for yourself too, I think it makes it funner for us. And yeah, wherever you need to, like, I, I know Autumn doesn't eat eggs. I love eggs and I have chickens. So I have farm-raised organic eggs that are right out my door. And I love mixing veggies in with my scrambled eggs you know, putting some peppers, some onions, tomatoes, black olives, mushrooms. I love, uh, we call them scramblers in our house and my family loves them and that they just know they're having scrambled eggs. Like they know there's other stuff in there, but they don't focus on that. So absolutely. Whatever you need to do to incorporate them, do that. So we, you know, that those where your, your bread and butter are as far as your healthy vitamins and minerals. Mm-hmm. And then our last point is portion control. (laughs) Nobody's favorite topic. Yeah. When you're eating a healthy, so I can say this, I I don't really, I don't do anything with portion control with what I'm currently doing because I eat mostly fruits and veggies. I eat until I'm full. That may last for two or three hours. I may be hungry in another hour. So um, Stacey, you might want to take on this one a little bit because I (laughs) I don't do portion control. There are days where I sit down and I eat, you know, a 64 ounce smoothie for breakfast after my 32 ounces of lemon water and my 32 ounces of celery. And then for lunch, I might sit down and eat six potatoes. So yeah, portion control when you're eating healthier, it's a little different portion control. If you're talking about, you know, uh, uh, meat, dairy, you know, things that, Things that can put the weight on you, things that that aren't the healthiest. Yes, definitely want to portion control those items, but I, it's just not in my not in my realm right now. <laughs> and honestly, I think you hit the nail on the head. Is once you're full, stop eating. If you full, stop eating. I agree with that one hundred percent. I'm not a big person on calorie counting and things like that. Um, I think it's tedious and boring and people usually don't do it long-term because of those reasons. And if you're not going to do something, then it's not going to work for you. So like Autumn said, if you're eating healthier foods, definitely, if you're packing your diet full of fruits and vegetables, there's really no need to control how much you eat as long as you're not overeating. Now, whenever it comes to meats and pastas and breads and um, things like that, Autumn doesn't eat any dairy. My family does do consume some dairy, Um, you know, so keep that in mind because those are all going to have more fat in them. Um, And we do need to control the amount of fats that we're taking in. So you do need to have that in mind um, as far as how much of those things in each setting that you're having, but also how much of those things compared to how much fruits and vegetables you're having. I always tell people, make your fruits and vegetables your main dish and then make your dairy and your meat and your pasta and your bread, your side dishes. And that'll put it a little bit more into perspective. Um, Unfortunately, we flip flop that and we do it the other way. And that's consequently why a lot of diets are really unhealthy. (laughs) Yeah. And and with the fat topic, um, when you consume too much fat, it keeps your liver from doing its main job, which is detoxing your body, um, which we can get into later. <laughs> but, um, that's that's your liver's main job. So if you look at a 2000 calorie diet, 
you're only supposed to consume 10 to 15% of your daily caloric needs from fats, which is about 10 to 15 grams. If you look at the average American diet, people are consuming sometimes 10 times that amount. So the health, uh, the health crisis that is going on in our country has a lot to do with that specifically. So yes, if you're eating a lot of dairy and fats, you do want to do some portion controlling there, uh, monitor it a little bit better. Um, and as far as, you know, stopping when you're, when you're full, it typically takes about 20 minutes for your stomach to tell your brain that you're full. So, so eat slowly, which is another problem that we have here in the U S uh-huh. exactly. because we're, we're in such a hurry all the time. And again, mm -hmm. that's not how things are usually done in other countries like even on lunch breaks and stuff, other places, people will have an hour, two hours for lunch. That is not obviously how we do it here. So yeah, sit down, eat your lunch. Undistracted. Yes, <laughs> undistracted. Do it slowly. You know, try to enjoy the food for one, because that will allow you to have a healthier relationship with food in general. But also too, it will allow your body to properly digest and take in that food and adequately tell you when you're full before you've overate. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I agree 100%. And two, I mean, that also comes in with making sure that those sources of fat are um, from a source that is healthy as well. So a cow that has been fed nothing but corn and grain is going to have a substantially higher fat content than a cow that was out on a pasture grazing grass its whole life and being able to exercise and not cooped up in a muddy confinement farm. Know exactly. where your food comes from, all of your food. I agree. All right. Well, I think we hit those pretty good. Um, hopefully this has helped you guys to obtain a better understanding of where you can start if you are just, uh, you know, starting to, to get that healthier lifestyle, um, wanting to know where you, where you can begin, or maybe if you've been doing it for a while, um, maybe a couple of these topics were a little sensitive for you and you're like, dang, I better do better. <laughs> <laughs> but either way, hopefully it was helpful. And we so look forward to seeing you guys, um, in our Facebook group and our Instagram page and uh, having you join us on next week's episode. Thanks guys. Thank you for joining us on the honest holistic truth podcast. We really appreciate your support. If you're enjoying this podcast, please go follow us on Instagram and Facebook. You can always email your topic request or questions to the honest holistic truth at gmail.com and join us next week for a brand new episode.